you're listening to Mysteries Beyond. What mysteries lie beyond the reach of our senses? And who are you in this vast multiverse? Hello, and welcome to Mysteries Beyond. I'm your host, Laura Lavender. Last episode, we went over the different types of ghosts and spirits. And in this episode, I wanted to go over different types of hauntings. Only because it kind of goes hand in hand. The first type, and one of the most common types of hauntings, is known as the residual haunting. The first thing to note with this type of haunting is that it is not intelligent, meaning it cannot interact with us. There is no consciousness, and therefore no awareness of itself and or us. A well-known way to describe this type of haunting is to think of it as a old film loop or a recording that keeps playing over and over and over. And this can be scenes, an image, sounds, and even smells that continue to replay through the years, with no apparent explanation. It is said that the mysterious sounds or images that are recorded are often related to traumatic events that have taken place there, and have caused some sort of disturbance or impression to occur there. And that's why a lot of the times, places such as crime scenes, or any areas that are related to violence, are well known for their hauntings. And so you might hear screaming during certain times of the day or night, or you might hear someone running like they're being chased. Or you might even hear muffled conversations. But it doesn't always have to be due to violence or trauma. Sometimes it's just the place itself that is perfect for housing energy. A great example are staircases and hallways. Think about the amount of time people go through hallways and go up and down the stairs. The energy expended there definitely leaves a mark. And of course, there are other theories that have attempted to explain residual hauntings, such as temperature. A lot of paranormal investigators have noticed an increase in paranormal activity during the winter months, because they have noticed that there is more static electricity in the air. Others believe that the phases of the moon have something to do with it, since the full moon has been known to affect the ocean tides, it's possible that it affects hauntings as well. Which brings us to another theory involving water. There are thousands of haunted places that are associated with water, because many of them involve rivers, lakes, or have an underground water source nearby. As we all know, water is a great conductor of electricity and therefore could be a great conductor of paranormal energy as well. Also, water holds memory 
And here's an interesting fact. A brick wall is said to be made up of nearly 15% water. So it's not so hard to imagine then that these walls can hold memories. So if you live in a place where there is a lot of fog and or humidity, do not be alarmed if you see an apparition or if you hear random footsteps in the middle of the day or night. It could very well be just a residual haunting. Moving on to intelligent hauntings. Intelligent hauntings are those in which we can interact with either the ghost or spirit that is there. This is what ghost hunters and paranormal investigators hope to experience whenever they go to investigate a haunted location. Intelligent hauntings can happen due to a spirit's compelling need to deliver a message from the other side and or to watch over loved ones. In this type of haunting, ghosts can either hide or move objects, they can open and close doors, they can make strange sounds, such as knocking sounds, they can cause electrical disturbances, all to attempt to gain someone's attention to communicate from the spirit realm. They can also communicate with you through dreams and visions, which usually happens right before waking up or immediately after falling asleep when most of us are more open to contact. So if you're open to communicating with the spirit and you encounter this type of haunting, you can speak to the spirit by using words of compassion and love. Otherwise, you can attempt to stand your ground and ask them to leave. The most misunderstood type of haunting is the poltergeist haunting. Because they are so loud and in-your-face obvious, many people tend to immediately jump to conclusions. With this type of haunting, objects are known to disappear and reappear. For example, say you put your keys down on the counter, where you always do. You turn around, and a minute later, it's gone. You look for them everywhere, with no luck. A few days later, the keys and or object mysteriously just reappears in the same place that you last left it. Or stranger yet, you end up finding them in a really random place, like on top of your fridge, or really high up on a bookshelf, somewhere where you would never place them in. With a poltergeist haunting, here people can also experience objects levitating or objects being thrown. For example, 
you're sitting down on the couch watching television, minding your own business, when suddenly you notice that fork on your kitchen table levitate, move, and fall on the floor. I'm sure that will get your attention. You might also experience scents and odors. You might notice that suddenly the overpowering scent of lilacs fills the room. Or cigarettes, even though no one in the house smokes. Electrical interference is a big one too. You might notice lights flickering in the room. Or the TV suddenly turning on. Or your phone might suddenly make a loud, staticky noise. The first clue that you might notice, though, are sounds. Sounds of knockings, or footsteps, or other noises. Other more aggressive tail signs include physical attacks. Again, you might be minding your own business when you suddenly feel pain on your back, and when you go to the mirror to check it, you might notice they are fresh scratches, and you have no explanation of how they got there. Poltergeist hauntings are also known as recurrent spontaneous psychokinesis, and they are the result of psychic energy generated usually unconsciously by a person. And before you are startled enough to jump to conclusions, you should always seek logical explanations. For example, random odors could be coming from an open window, and lights flickering could be due to faulty wiring. Although there are many well-documented real cases, this type of haunting is rare. But the rarest type of haunting is that one known as inhuman. Now, when we hear the term inhuman, most of us will automatically think of a demonic haunting. And although it does fall into the category, inhuman hauntings usually refer to any hauntings that are caused by something that never really walked this earth. So, of course, that includes angelic and elemental hauntings. Elemental simply refers to the ancient idea of the elements. Earth, water, air, fire, and ether. Which are known to be the fundamental building blocks of nature. Elementals are spirits that are associated with each element. For example, Fairies, elves, gnomes, goblins, trolls, salamanders, nymphs, mermaids, and etc. And it is believed that these elemental spirits possess supernatural powers, usually invisible to humans. And these elementals are known to be the metaphysical cause of earthquakes, floods, thunderstorms, wildfires, and so on. So, for example, if your wallet, watch, or keys go missing, it could very well be a gnome that is probably upset with you for not watering your plants. 
but inhuman hauntings do also include demonic hauntings. Demonic hauntings can be confused with poltergeist hauntings because of their aggressive nature. But a few of the differences that set them apart are that religious items displayed in the home will often go missing or be turned around or upside down. There's also the smell of sulfur just before an activity occurring. A third observation is that one person in particular is usually more affected than the others. And you'll notice that their behavior has changed. It's important to remember that there are four steps to a demonic haunting, and it usually begins with infestation, meaning you'll hear footsteps or children crying. Next comes oppression, where people here will experience physical attacks, such as bruises or scratches, even sleep paralysis sometimes. Followed by obsession, where unlike physical attacks, these are attacks on the mental level. Here, a person might have a really hard time functioning, and that's because they're constantly worried and paranoid with their intrusive thoughts. And the last stage is, of course, possession. So after they have broken you down physically, mentally, and emotionally, they are able to temporarily take control over one's body. And yes, although demonic hauntings are very serious, they are also very unlikely. They are definitely not as common as the television shows or movies lead you to believe. Have you had any experiences with hauntings? Let me know. As you know, I'm always interested in hearing your guys' stories. And you can email me at lauralavender.mb at gmail.com. Or you can friend me and message me on Instagram at lauralavender.mb. As always, thank you guys for listening, and thank you guys for putting up with my voice in this episode. If you haven't noticed, I am a little under the weather, but the show must go on. I'm your host, Laura Lavender, and I will see you guys next episode. <laughs>